Welcome back to Approach the Bench, the show for legal nerds and casual court watchers alike, where we examine the people behind some of the craziest court cases in history. This is your host, Michael Tiger Fay. This is Approach the Bench, episode 100. I can't believe we've already been doing this for so long. I'm honored you've stuck around through all these months, or I'm thrilled that you're just checking in to see what the show is all about. To pay you back for supporting us, we have a very special, albeit brief, episode for you today. Remember back to episode 74? This was the COVID-19 case where the defendant, who believed COVID was a complete conspiracy, coughed into the face of his own roommate just to prove a point. Well, they both got COVID, and naturally the roommate sued him for the cost of his health care. This case was an audience favorite. You listeners shared so many stories on Twitter and via email about how you related to the case and what you would do if you were on the jury. If you remember, we were left in suspense on the outcome of the case since it had just concluded when we recorded our episode. Well, today that changes. We've got the verdict and we will talk about it. But on top of that, we've got exclusive interviews with three of the key jurors. Now, we're not going to review the details of the case too much. If you want to refresh your memory or listen for the first time, you can go back to episode 74 for the arguments on both sides. Instead, today we'll get an inside look at how the jurors' lives inform their views on COVID and this case. I think, as shown by the listener's reaction to episode 74, we can all relate to this case in some way. I know I can. If you've listened to this show, you know me pretty well. I'm a first-year law student living in Columbus, Ohio, doing this crime podcast on the side. I live with two roommates who are actually just now recovering from COVID and are isolating upstairs in the house. Now, unlike the defendant in this case, they actually took COVID seriously. Just one dinner with a friend and bam, a week later, they've got positive tests. So to protect others, my partner Erica and I have just been limiting our activity to playing video games, making cocktails, walking our dog ZD around the neighborhood, and, you know, generally not coughing into the faces of people we pass nearby. We're obviously taking COVID a lot more seriously than the defendant here, so you can see why I would have probably supported the roommate in this case. But I wasn't on the jury. Let's hear from some of the folks who actually were. We've got some clips from interviews I conducted with three jurors. First, you'll hear the three jurors introducing themselves. Then we'll dive into their experiences with COVID and how it relates to this case. And then to wrap up, I'll share how the jury voted and how the case was resolved. So here we go with the introductions, beginning with juror number seven, followed by juror number eight and juror number nine. I'm juror number seven, and my name is Chetna Desai. I work remotely as a program manager for Microsoft. At the time of the case, I was living with my uncle's family in Columbus, Ohio. You know, my background in engineering and business pushes me to critically consider the data and the evidence provided in the case. So, when I look back to this case a few years from now, sitting in the zen corner of my home in Seattle, Washington, alongside my family and our dog, I do not want one bit of regret. Hence, I don't want to have any kind of prejudice to play a role in voicing my vote. I noticed people are more divided over conspiracies surrounding COVID. Early in the month, one of my co-workers was tested positive. I witnessed him and his family go through such grief. Luckily, he was able to recover. Now, if we go about with our careless behavior, 
think how vulnerable and high risk older people would be. Hence, my family and I stick to CDC guidelines and always wear masks when outside. Finally, when the time arrived to decide on the verdict, the atmosphere was tense. And personally, it was the first time, so it felt nerve-wracking to say the least. I feel for the plaintiff. All the things that he went through was very wrong. My name is Tony P. Henderson, and I was juror number eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The COVID cough case. Who could forget that one? That was uh, quite bizarre. I've, I've, I've actually been selected for jury duty a couple times, but this, this had, to be, had to be one of the weirdest cases ever. You know, first off, I live in Columbus, Georgia, and, and this case was in Columbus, Ohio, it gets mixed up all the time, but I, I didn't think the state would do it. Uh, but because of some paperwork mix-up, there I was, sitting in Ohio, talking about somebody who got coughed on. Now, I, I, I've been taking COVID pretty serious. Fortunately, I live by myself, uh, so it's easy to, to quarantine when it's just you. There's nobody really coming in and out of your bubble. And those who do, I, I can carefully monitor. Uh, another thing interesting to me is... For fun, as long as I can remember, I'm always making something, whether it be a podcast, uh, uh, editing a Photoshop image, uh, creating videos. I just like creating things. And because of that, I have a knack for, for hearing a story from all angles. And so I really wanted to hear, you know, maybe there was a good reason he coughed in his face. I, I don't know. Uh, may, may, maybe something happened, you know. I didn't want to just go in and jump to conclusions. You know, during the, the jury selection, I tried to mention, hey, I have, uh, you know, a bachelor's degree in computer science and I got a master's degree in business. And a lot of people thought that that sounded a little arrogant. But usually when you mention those things, you don't get selected to be on the jury. But it backfired because 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 there I was. But, yeah, it was it again. It was a fun one, a crazy one. And I really feel like everyone I don't want to speak for them, but I really feel like all the jurors agreed, you know, COVID something we have to take serious. Uh, it's something that we have to do better with. And, you know, intentionally coughing in somebody's face, that, that's just unacceptable. So I'm Juror 9, and my name is Jen Amos. So my husband and I were walking our dog on the beach here in Virginia Beach, Virginia, in early March 2020, when his mother gave us a random call. She was feeling lonely, telling us that she was still sad over losing her husband. So we thought we'd visit her in Columbus, Ohio, you know, to keep her company for a couple of weeks. We work remotely, so staying with her didn't impact us in regards to running our financial firm and my podcasting career. You know, as long as we have our laptops, Wi-Fi, and a good mic, then we're good. Well, those weeks turned into months. And I had temporarily switched our mailing address to my mother-in-law's when I realized that I had been called to jury duty. Weird, because I've lived in Virginia Beach for two years now, and this is the first call to jury duty that I got in Columbus, Ohio. Anyway, I will admit that, hey, I can understand and even agree to some of the conspiracy theories out there when it comes to COVID. However, no one and absolutely no one should ever cough in someone's face, especially with intention. It's rude, it's a violation of boundaries, and I'm all about setting healthy boundaries of people. 
Clearly, these jurors had pretty strong views on COVID-19. So finally, let's see how they voted and how they felt the court should deal with the defendant's coughing fit. Hopefully, the verdict that we gave will help him get the closure, putting all the trauma to rest and also monetarily compensated. You know, I really I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, I, I had to find him guilty. That's that's just that's just too much. And I, I really think he should pay for, you know, the medical bills and the other things that that go with giving his roommate covid. Ugh. So I said that the defendant is guilty and should be responsible for paying the plaintiff's medical bills. And there you have it. All three jurors felt it was important that the defendant be held accountable for any health care costs the plaintiff suffered due to contracting COVID-19 from his cough. And the rest of the jury agreed. The defendant ended up paying his roommate, the plaintiff, about $10,000 due to his conspiratorial antics. This one was a doozy. Thank you all again for supporting us through 100 episodes. This, again, is such a special experience for everyone involved in this show. And I'm happy to bring you this special episode in exchange. Huge thanks goes out to our jurors. Number seven, Chetna Desai. Number eight, Tony P. Henderson. And number nine, Jen Amos, for sharing their insights. Next week for episode 101, we're bringing you a custody dispute over a family Dalmatian. How appropriate. As always, you can find us on Twitter at ApproachTheBench, or you can email us at ApproachTheBench at gmail.com. This is your host, Michael Tiger Fay, signing off.